and moving on to whatever the next thing is, he had been experimenting with the energy that seems to make up his and Maxie's bodies. He thinks it's the key. But so far, all he can do is run appliances that aren't plugged in, which came in handy for a little while when the power went out during a thunderstorm during the summer. The ice cream in my freezer never melted. But Paul needed to rest in the basement for six hours afterward. Maybe she just doesn't recognize your voice and doesn't think she should answer, Mom said to Paul. He cocked an eyebrow. It's possible. But what harm could come from responding? She can't get any more dead now. He caught himself and looked at Vance. My apologies. No worries, mate, Vance said in a fake Australian accent. He was a performer, all right. How did your daughter pass away? Mom asked Vance, trying to defuse the situation. They said she had an allergic reaction, he spat out, as if the words tasted bad. They said she had eaten Chinese food with soy sauce, but she was terribly allergic to soy, and she knew it. She was careful. His voice trailed off, and his lower lip flattened out. Ghosts can't cry, at least not real tears, but the impulse is still there, Paul tells me. Vance burst out. So it can't be true. Somebody poisoned her, as sure as I'm standing here. He wasn't actually standing there, but the point was made. Before anyone could react, Maxie dropped down through the ceiling wearing a bulky trench coat. When the ghosts hide objects in their clothing, said objects have the ability to pass through walls and ceilings. Cuts down on the guests asking about books walking up the stairs and such. Of course, most of my guests come specifically to see the ghosts, but this way Maxie's route was more direct. As soon as she got through the ceiling and into the room, the trench coat disappeared, and Maxie returned to her usual uniform of tight jeans and a black t-shirt with white lettering. This one read, unexpected. She was holding her laptop computer and clacking away at the keys. Poisoned, I said. Are you sure? How do you know? Clearly, Vance had some inside information. Maybe he'd been there watching helplessly as it happened. I know, he said. Well, that was helpful. Where did this take place, Vance? Paul asked. Paul is all about gathering information and putting the puzzle together. Sometimes he also notices that people have feelings. He's a very nice guy with a good heart. Okay, he used to have a good heart. But he gets so caught up in the hunt that he occasionally overlooks the emotions that surround it. Here, in Arborhaven. Vance said, with a tone of, how could you not know that, in his voice. Nessa had just moved here before. It happened. That's why I came here. It's why I responded when I got your message, mate. Because you were here. That must have nicked Paul a little bit. He likes to think we have a reputation as the go-to sleuths of the ghost world. He did not show the wound, though. He plowed on through. So we can check with the Harbor Haven police and they'll have records, he said. Not necessarily to Vance. But if the medical examiner found there was no foul play. Oh, there was foul play, Vance intoned, his accent taking on a slightly threatening tinge. And I know who played it foul, too. Maxie looked up from the computer screen. You know who killed your daughter? She asked. If I knew, I wouldn't need you. 
Vance floated back and forth like pacing, but without moving his feet at all. Whoever did it would be dealing with me at this very moment, no doubt. Maxie, having clacked away a while longer, shouted, Aha! before Paul could respond to Vance's pronouncement. I've got it here, she pointed at the screen. Vanessa McTiernan, daughter of the front man for the jingles, front man, Vance interrupted. I was the jingles. The other three played what I told them to play. But Phil Leeds was a genius on the bass, and Louis Calhern never missed a beat, even when your rhythms got complicated. Maury Crichton's name is even listed on a bunch of the songs as a co-writer. I hadn't intended to challenge Vance, but the music geek in me emerged when I wasn't looking. Vance's lips took on a sneer, and his eyes cooled down considerably. Maury Crichton. He said the name with what could only be described as contempt. Phil and Louie were basically session guys.